What's up, crew? Time to record just a short uh, Clover Tech podcast here. If you're not familiar with how we do the Clover Tech podcast here on the channel, uh, I come in as there's something that I need to talk about. We record that. And of course, later on, I push that out to the audio podcast world and in other places while we do these. If people jump into the live stream here, then of course, we're able to have that conversation, answer questions, so forth and so on. So it's, this is impromptu, very impromptu, and is going to be fairly quick. Most of you are probably at a replay. Thanks for joining that replay. Uh, and uh, remember, you can always continue the conversation uh, down in the comments below. So uh, definitely jump down there and, and comment if you would like. So had some movement come across my radar uh, in reference to constitutional carry legislation here in Texas a few minutes ago. Thought, hey, let me go live real quick. I'll have to edit, do a thumbnail, and do all that stuff a little bit later. I need to crank this out because a little later tonight, of course, is the Armed Citizen Podcast over on the Ghost Tactical channel. i uh, got to go there. i got a video drop later going. Just lots of things going on, right? And so, thankfully, this won't take but a few minutes to get this info out. But again, uh, just got uh, some breaking news, essentially, from the Texas State Rifle Association. Thanks to those guys. Thanks to the Texas GOA. They're really great about keeping us up to date on everything. And there's two bills uh, in the uh, in the legislative session. There's a lot more, you know, pro to a pro gun bills going on. We talked about them in the previous podcast. So jump back and listen to those uh, if you're curious about everything that's going on. A lot of pro gun, pro to a pro firearm bills have uh, made it out of committee uh, and sort of went into calendars. And so. Uh, there's two in particular now that are actually scheduled to hit the house floor, uh, which is awesome because that's, that's a hurdle that, especially with constitutional carry or permanentless carry, that's a, a hurdle here in Texas that, uh, if, if you can overcome that hurdle, if you can ever get them to the house floor, you've got a really, really good shot of getting that stuff through. This is where uh, people get a little sideways. Oh, Texas is turning blue, that, that garbage. Uh, and, you know, they get really disenfranchised with the legislative process and stuff like that. Uh, it's because, you know, they fail to realize it doesn't get to the floor. Once that stuff gets to the floor, you see the full might and power and the, the freedom uh, that our legislature, whether it's the House of Representatives or the Senate, uh, the vast majority, even some Democrats, uh, support that sort of thing. Um, it's just a matter of getting it to the floor. And you got to understand how the committees work versus how a floor vote works, getting on the floor, just the whole process, right? So definitely learn that. Um, now, I'll try to modify the descriptions here later when I clean things up and get these bill numbers and maybe some links to them down below. But we're going to be talking about House Bill real quick, about House Bill 1927, uh, which was uh, introduced by Representative Schaefer. And then we've got House Bill 1500, we got to talk about real quick, which was introduced by Representative Hefner. So for both of these folks, if you're in their uh, districts, in their regions, in their whatever, uh, then definitely give them a heads up. Uh, tell thank you for submitting this, drafting it, submitting it, and pushing it this far. Regardless of whether you're at, for, or if you support either of these, both of these, or any other pro to a legislation, contact your uh, state representatives, contact your state senators uh, and make it known that, you know, hey, you want them to uh, you know, rally lobby for this on the uh, House floor uh, or against it. Maybe I, there may be people out here listening to my podcast that are against some of these for whatever reason it might be. Um, and that's fine, too. Just let your voice be heard. Contact your representatives, your senators and tell them, hey, push forward on this. But uh, yeah, movement 
has been made. We're going to talk about that uh, here right quick. Uh, Jumpy says Texas is just purple. Totally disagree uh, on a state uh, level. Totally disagree. Well, go watch my video on that, bro, and you'll see my explanation as to why. Not going to get into the argument here on this podcast. For anybody else wondering why, too, great 20-minute video on that. Go watch it. Um, so, yeah, thanks to Texas State Rifle Association. Here we go. Uh, the House Bill 1927, which is the permitless carry bill, basically. Permitless carry, constitutional carry, eh, basically one and the same. Um, this does not do away with the license to carry. It's very important that we uh, say that. Uh, and if you're not a prohibited person, in other words, the 4473, you fill that out. You've got all these questions you've got to answer as long as none of those apply to you. <laughs> Pretty much you're not a felon. You're not a habitual drug user, blah, 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 right? Uh, not a fugitive. Then, um, yeah, you're you're good to go. Uh, so permitless carry. Uh, and as of right now, there's, what, 20 other states. So Texas is trailing. We're super behind. Even though they, we've been working toward this for a long time, we're super behind. And so we've we've got to get this done. Um, we should have been leading the way, but water under the bridge. Now's the time. Again, House Bill 1927, if you want to contact them, uh, your representatives, your senators. But it is scheduled for debate on the House floor uh, this Thursday at 10 a.m. So this Thursday at 10 a.m. Uh, so just make that aware that sometime between now and Thursday at 10 a.m., you need to be getting in contact with those representatives, those senators, uh, and let them know, hey, you know, support this, whatever. Uh, it'll have to go through the debate, obviously, before somebody can call a for a vote on the floor, what's the way the process works. But considering uh, the debate in committee that went on, the conversations there, uh, really good shot that this gets through the House. Now, with the makeup of the Texas legislature, important to point this out, the Senate is not really our problem, and I don't think the governor is the problem. I think Governor Abbott more than willing to sign this. I don't think that's going to be an issue, especially considering that you know 20 some odd other states um, have done it, what, two or three uh, this year alone within the last few months. So, you know, I don't think, I think he sees Texas as trailing behind as well. And we've definitely got margins as far as pro 2A support. Again, I don't want to say Republican or Democrat because I do know some Democrats that will vote, will vote for some of this stuff. Right. So, uh, he's talking about, uh, representatives and, uh, senators. So I don't want to pigeonhole, uh, all too often we do that. We pigeonhole those, uh, elected representatives into boxes. And I, I don't want to do that, especially not in Texas. That may apply in other States, but, uh, I don't want to do that here in Texas. Uh, but I do think that we have the margins in the Senate. So it's a matter of the house is always the hurdle for us. Uh, and it looks very promising that we're going to get through that. Don't want to give anybody false hope, but it does look promising. Uh, again, going to the floor this Thursday, at 10 a.m. I uh, forgot to give matter a record because there may be somebody listening to this two years from now, and I apologize for that, but it is April 13th, 2021 right now. So uh, you're looking at that going to the House floor on April 15th, uh, 2021 at 10 a.m., of course, Central Standard Time. Uh, the next bill that we need to talk about, which is very likely will come to the floor for debate immediately following whatever they do with this permitless carry bill, is HB, uh, HB 1500. Uh, and this one, I think is going to be, I think it's going to be pretty much a no brainer too. Uh, it's a matter of getting it through the house. And I don't think this one should not be as difficult to get through the house. Of course, it's not as important or historic or anything like that as permitless carry or constitutional carry. Um, and 
So that I think that's why it's got a lot better chance. Uh, but it's important nonetheless. And what this does is this basically ties the governor's hands from a constitutional, state constitutional standpoint, best way I understand it anyway. Uh, and go do your homework on these these bills yourself. Again, understand them for yourself. Uh, but it ties the governor's hands where uh, he cannot uh, basically take away Second Amendment rights in light of an emergency uh state emergency, right? A declared uh, state of emergency. And this goes hand in hand with some previous legislation where open carry was allowed in that emergency situation, right? People are fleeing from an area that may be, you know, stirred on the barrel of a hurricane and massive flooding or whatever, and they're getting out and they're able to throw their firearm collection into the car, obviously, to, you know, save that investment. We all know that uh, there are plenty of people, myself included, that purchase firearms for that investment standpoint. And why would you just leave that to be, you know, under three, four, five, six, 10, 12 foot of water, whatever it be, if you live on the coastline or something like that. Uh, and why would you get in trouble? You know, you're not brandishing, you're not carrying it for any illegal reasons. You're trying to save that collection and get the heck out of Dodge. So, um, you know, lots of uh, self-defense aside, lots of reasons that uh, you would want that in effect. And that is an effect here in Texas. So this particular one, HB 1500, just kind of goes hand in hand with that a little bit saying that, Hey, we've already said people are free to get their firearms in a natural emergency and get the heck out. Uh, and this just goes hand in hand and says, Hey, the governor can't step on anything in any way by putting those restrictions. Right. And who knows a, a declared emergency could be anything, right? We had the COVID issue, uh, a while back, that could be certainly declared an emergency or any little thing the governor could declare emergency. And then uh, if he wanted to or if she wanted to, uh, could declare an emergency and then start stripping rights for some reason. So I think it's important. Not Like I said, not as important as the HB 1927, which is the permitless carry, but important nonetheless. But uh, both of those, uh, again, should go to the floor, according to what's being reported by Texas State Rifle Association uh, this Thursday uh, at 10 a.m. So wanted to get that on your radar. We'll say it one more time. If you want to go research, whatever, I'll do my best to get some links below. If that doesn't happen, uh, then yeah, go check out House Bill 1927, which is the permitless carrier constitutional carry. And then go check out House Bill 1500, which is the restrictions on the government uh, or the governor rather from pulling 2A rights away uh, in lieu of a uh, national emergency or state level emergency i should say so um yeah so let's uh, uh check the chat here for a second ghost says their house just sent it to a sanctuary bill back to the floor uh with the due pass and so senate's already passed it so uh that's awesome texas also has again uh see some previous podcasts but texas also has uh, a, a sanctuary state bill pending as well not sure if that will get to the floor uh but a lot of stuff come out of committee so jump back and uh, yeah, jump back and, and check those out on the previous podcast if you want to. Um, now, Jacob out there is talking about Indiana did not pass their constitutional carry. I haven't gotten into that. I don't. I try not to speak a whole lot on other states and what goes on because Jumpy commented up above and people do it all the time and they talk about Texas and, and what aggravates me. If you live in Texas, I get it. Um, if you don't live in Texas or you're not plugged in, um, and that's two totally different things. Uh, if you don't live in Texas, then you can still be vastly better 
plugged in than even people that live in Texas. But I get tired of people that don't live in Texas a lot of times trying to tell me what's going on in Texas and how things work here, right? Because they don't live here. They don't deal with the people on a day-to-day basis. They just don't know. Um, And then also I have an issue where, because I've had people tell me that, oh, well, I talk to people from Texas and they say this, this, and this. Well, here's the problem. You're talking to people that are not plugged in and engaged and have been with the political system and two way and everything for literally decades here. So you're talking to people that are getting their stuff from the mainstream media. They're getting their stuff from white ring news, whatever it might be. And all of that crap has a slant. And a lot of that stuff is being put out. You got to be real careful like I'm reading you these alerts and thank you to Tech State Rifle Association, obviously, but I'm not their toe boy, right? I'm not going to spout their talking points and all of that because that's disingenuous and a lot of it is not true. They're there to rally the troops, rah, rah, rah. And so they're going to put a spin on it and I'm not putting a spin on it. That's what I told you. You know, I'm optimistic that this is looking good historically because it's going to the floor, but it's no guarantee. Um, and so it's, it's there. I think that we genuinely do have, I'm not going to be, uh, tell you, yes, we do have the votes or anything like that. But I think genuinely, uh, I've talked about it before. A lot of the obstacles that we're facing, uh, we're facing in the past here in Texas are out of the way and it's political suicide for the politicians that used those obstacles in the past. Right. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I think some of them are rhinos and some of them enjoyed having those obstacles, Right. Uh, those scapegoats to say, oh, this is why it didn't pass. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think they enjoyed that, but I think they realized those obstacles aren't in play this go around and it, it falls square on their shoulders. They're not going to be able to blame anybody else. So that's why I say if they're going to do it, now is the time to do it. Um, and I think if they do it, I think this turns a corner. It's me debunking, as I have for the longest time, this notion that Texas is purple or Texas is turning blue or whatever. On a state level, it's simply not. Um, and so I think this is going to be more uh, indicative of that uh, if we do get these two bills and more uh, through the legislative process signed by the governor. Uh, I think that will embolden people even more uh, to support freedom-loving politicians, right? Again, I'm not going to play the Democrat-Republican, put somebody in a box game. So, um, But yeah, with Indiana, they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to keep fighting, man. Texas has been a slow, uh, you know, ground and pound game uh, a little out of time to get to the point we're at now, but it's kind of exciting to see that uh, it is going that way. So with that, I told you I was going to keep this one short. We're going to, we're under 15 minutes. That's great for everybody that was out there live from Carol Barris to ghost to Jacob to stand to, uh, to jumpy. Uh, even though I picked on Jumpy a little bit. <laughs> uh, thanks for everybody that joined live. Remember that if you do catch these as they pop up uh, in your feed, whatever live, jump in, join in the chat. Uh, I try to keep them short, but we do got a few minutes we can uh, potentially talk about some other different things. And want to mention, since these are mostly impromptu, I've got two uh, two podcasts scheduled for the future. Next Wednesday, I will have uh, excess sites on. We'll be talking about that. So set your reminders and uh, come in and join us live as we record that if you'd like and ask questions about excess sites. And then the following Wednesday, I've got Cody from Walther Arms and the new PDP, and we're going to talk about all of that. So you guys probably, a lot of you listen to this, have questions about Walther and the PDP and other things. So again, uh, set your reminders, join live if you can, and ask those questions. Uh, as far as this episode of, uh, uh, can you even call it an episode as short as this, of the Clover Tech podcast, we're pretty much done. Uh, and uh, again, get a hold of your Texas uh, congressman, your Texas representative, your Texas senators. Uh, say, hey, I hear 
that this constitutional carry is going to the floor and uh you know you need to support it and we need to get this done uh until now thanks for joining and peace out